0: Welcome to episode 142 of Laps Gamer Radio. Uh, sorry about the last episode, but everyone was ill. So we, we probably could have got on, on mic to record, but it would have been like an hour of coughing and spluttering and sniffing and the occasional Grunt. croaky yeah. conversation about uh, video games. So you
1: probably would have got sick just listening to exactly, it.
0: Exactly, yeah. So uh, yeah, we thought we'd spare you that. But we're back, we're, we're better. Um although the country is underwater so Yeah. It's not a Don custom, um, so. Yeah, but it's not the only thing that's underwater is it Andy? No no no. Shh. <laughs> 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 All right, okay, we'll no, leave it's that. Fine. <laughs> um yeah uh, we're welcome to uh probably the only podcast about video games you are gonna hear for the next few weeks or the last few weeks that isn't about death stranding because none of us have played it and i don't think any of us have got any interest in playing no. it is that no, right yeah i
1: was gonna say does anyone really care
0: no. i mean a few people care um, Well, uh, uh, i haven't introduced them but of course you can hear andy and louis good evening afternoon. hello
2: hello
0: uh yeah, I've got I've the more I read about it, the less interested I am. Yeah, at.
1: absolutely. I, I mean I wasn't that overly bothered about it when they announced it. And then just kinda everything that I've seen subsequently, I've been like, do you know what? I I, I care a little bit less.
0: Now it, it should be my jam because like I love I love for for all their all their problematic uh, elements. I loved Hideo Kojima's games up till now. I'm a massive fan of the Metal Gear series, uh, and Hideo Kojima has made a game about transporting stuff from one point to another. And we all know how much I love those sort of games, but <laughs> this just does not seem to interest me. Yeah, there's no truck all. in it, is there? Um, no, there is a truck apparently. Um, yeah, but it's. Uh, I've seen video of, of the way, like the way you traverse the environment and you're really kind of really supposed to do it on foot and you know i, I need a truck i need a truck and it's electric so it doesn't have any gears to, to mess around with and you know if i can't plug the steering wheel in and feel like an actual truck driver then i am not interested um but one uh, one of the many many weird quirks about death stranding uh from what i've read is that there's a thing called time fall which is the rain uh, and the rain in Death Stranding is called Timefall because it makes stuff age, uh, which is how they introduce a durability system into the game and the fact that your cargo can degrade over time if it's raining because the rain makes time speed up for okay. stuff or something like that. All right. um, is that not just normal called- rain? <laughs> uh, well, it's like super time acid rain. Um, so. Right give it five years and it'll be real life. Um, but one of the weird aspects about it, one of the weird, weird mechanics, many, many weird mechanics in that game is that you've got, uh, the the character you're playing as has a canteen to collect the rainfall or the time fall. Um, and because they've got to squeeze in some, some branding, some, uh, some death branding, (laughs) uh, I'm available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. Um, is it collects this water and converts it into Monster Energy drink, which is how the main character stays hydrated throughout the game. So I've got a question for you: If you could have a canteen that could collect rainwater and turn it into any beverage in the world, and that was all you're allowed to drink,
2: what would it be? Okay, Rebecca Creek Spirit Whiskey, absolutely the best whiskey I've ever had. You bougie prick. <laughs>
0: Um. <laughs> is that a super expensive single malt or something
2: no it's um, it's America but you can't get it oh really a bourbon yeah it's like a bourbon type with spirit whiskey but oh it's gorgeous Absolute smoothest whiskey I've ever had okay Louis it's a can, like water can I just
1: pick water or like I don't know, maybe carbonated water. No,
0: it can't be. Well, no, you just because then you just got. Then your your canteen is basically just a soda stream. No, you come on. Um, any any beverage, you, there must be something you like to drink. Okay, Lipton's peach iced tea. Good choice. Good choice. Nice. Um, mine uh, would probably end up killing me, uh, but I'm a sucker for a good cola. Um, and by good cola, I mean. I don't drink Coca-Cola because that's a bad cola. I don't care if they invented it. Um, so I would opt for... Um, there's a type of cola that only seems to be available natively in like Hamburg and surrounding areas in Germany. Uh, and you can get it imported, but it costs way too much to do so, called Fritz Cola. And it's like really, really high caffeine content and pretty sugary. And it's like the best hangover cure I've ever had. Uh, so I'd have that and end up with twitchy eyes and diabetes. It's uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, if you if uh, if you have any aversion to caffeine or anything like that, then stay away from it because it's like more caffeine I think than you get in a cup of coffee. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just real good. It just tastes gorgeous. Like a close second would be Fentimans Curiosity Cola, which is also really good uh-huh. and available pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah, Fentimans D and B is nice. Yeah, or pretty much all Fentiman's drinks. Yeah, I would have just a canteen that would dispense random Fentiman's drink. Rose Lemonade, (laughs) Seville Orange, their ginger beer's real good. Please sponsor us, Fentiman's. um, Yeah, Curiosity (laughs) Cola, their Cherry Cola's real good. Please sponsor us, Fentiman's. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that was a dumb question. Should we talk about video games? Yes, let's talk. Louis, what have you been playing? So, uh, as of the
1: last episode we were we spent a lot of time talking about the switch and switch games and um yeah i then
0: went out and bought a switch bad goddamn time and
2: it's isn't that right andy i'm holding out i don't need i don't need a switch <laughs>
1: do you, all right i, I do you know what i didn't think i needed a switch but um i love it it Aside from my when I was on uh doing my charity stream, it's pretty much the only thing I've played since I bought it, which was probably just over two weeks ago. Um I've been hammering through um Pokemon, uh Let's Go Pikachu, I've been playing the the new the new, sorry, the new to me um Mario Rabbids um and it's just mm-hmm. It's just a brilliant little device. Absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I know, and you. Would, I, I know you would actually get one, Andy, if they ever decided to port um, that dumb Warcraft football game.
2: Oh, what Blood Bowl?
0: Yeah, Blood Bowl. <laughs> I didn't mean to call it. A, you cool. know, I, I'm not saying it's dumb. It's supposed to be very good. But if they ever ported that to Switch, you'd probably end up getting one because you then you could play it on the toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the switch is is an incredible device. It's um, it the only reason it is not my most played console is because Destiny's not on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it would be the, the console I play the most. Uh, I take it to work with me every day, and I sit and play. Well, at the moment, I'm playing through Breath of the Wild again on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a fantastic. Fantastic console. Um, Yeah, uh, Mario & Rabbids was kind of a... It was a real surprise because Nintendo uh, have been um, very reluctant in the past to allow their properties to be used in games developed by other studios. And it's a Ubisoft game with Mario characters in it. But it got, like, the the thumbs-up seal of approval from... um, From Miyamoto, and uh, it's a really good game, yeah. It's it
1: it looks like uh, how what was it you you called it, baby?
0: Like Baby's First, yeah, Baby's First
1: XCOM, but um, it's surprisingly difficult on some levels. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, like the only thing they did to simplify it is uh, is in XCOM, um, your shots, it doesn't matter how you know where you are, you can be standing directly in front of an enemy, uh, but your shot is reliant on a, yeah. on a dice roll. And the only th- change they made in that is, like, if they're behind full cover, you can't hit them. If they're behind half cover, you've got a 50% chance of hitting them. If they're in no cover, you've got a 100% chance of hitting them. That's the only difference they made. Everything else, like, um, well, and they, your characters don't have armor, but, like there's a whole array of weapons with mm-hmm. different statistical abilities. Uh, each of the characters have got very distinct uh, abilities of their own. Uh, the, like, your team composition and the way you approach um, the, the battles and everything is, like, really... Yeah, absolutely. ...really tactical.
1: Um, and, like, going into it, I just thought, oh, do you know what? This will be a piece of piss and you can just kind of charge charge the other team and you can go from there. Um, but no, absolutely not. Like you've you've got to have some sort of uh, kind of tactical thinking about you um, to actually do well in the level and to be able to get a perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the AI is like super aggressive. They will flush you out of cover. They will outflank mm. you at every opportunity they can. They will get behind you whenever they can. Uh, anything they can to mess with you and to throw your strategy out the window uh, and so, yeah, trying to go back in, especially later on, like, even getting past the fights, that alone getting, like, perfect, but even just getting through some of the later fights yeah, are absolutely. incredibly hard. And that game's got the one thing that XCOM never had, really, which is, like, a really, really good sense of humour. Yeah. And it made me like the Rabbids, which I thought I would never say. It's it's weird,
1: because I was expecting to hate the Rabbids, and I was expecting to... the the humor to or their, their brand of humor to be overdone and or to be overused and to get really annoying, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um and it's actually quite uh not endearing, but it is quite amusing when it does pop up and like the way that they've transformed some of the the known characters. Um they it, it it works incredibly well.
0: Yeah. Uh and yeah, like the way that they kind of like take uh they they, they exaggerate elements of traditional Mario characters personalities in the their yeah. rabid's equivalent, sake. So, so rabid Peach is like a narcissist, uh and very very self-absorbed uh and rabid luigi is kind of like <laughs> just a little tiny rabid wearing a cut like wearing yeah. a green top that's way too big for him and he's super clumsy and um yeah it's 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 really funny um uh, there is there is one particular moment later on i don't know if you've got to it yet that's you come across a boss fight um and the whole thing is conducted as an opera, and the boss is singing all the way through the fight, <laughs> and it's an opera about Mario and the Mario characters, and it's so brilliantly written. Yeah, uh, it's it's some comic genius. Uh, it's one of the one of the funniest like musical moments I've ever seen in a video game before. It's, it's yeah, nuts.
1: absolutely. Um, I haven't got that far, but the the boss level um, are with rabid kong was yeah. just superb and that he is now mm-hmm. my new favorite character
2: yeah rabid kong he, yeah he's just brilliant <laughs> um yeah
1: but yeah really enjoying that um pokemon let's go it is just i mean it's a pokemon game but kind of simplified love it i don't really need mm-hmm. to go too much in depth with that, because I'm sure pretty much everyone and their their cats played it by now.
0: Yeah, both uh, me and uh, Nick have both played a lot of it, and uh, we talked quite at, at length about it when yeah. um, it first came out. About how it's like the perfect like dissolution of of classic Pokemon, just bringing like the classic Pokemon gameplay up to the mm-hmm. like modern graphical standards, um, because. The mainline Pokemon games have got incredibly complex and and complicated as the years have gone by. Um, yeah, and this one just is just like no, this is classic Pokemon Yellow. Um, They're, yeah, it looks they've, nicer.
1: They've stripped it back to its um, stripped it back to its kind of base the constituent parts, base game. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm not overly keen on the catching mechanic um, with it being a bit. Uh, being more along the it's- lines of Pokemon Go than it is, yeah, uh, the the kind of mainline Pokemon game. But that's kind of by the by. So mm. it's a minor complaint compared to the product as a whole.
0: Basically, like an exercise in nostalgia.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's made me excited for the new game on well, let's just say Friday for argument's sake, um, whenever this comes yeah. out. Uh, yeah, it's just made me excited for the new game and I'm thoroughly looking mm. forward to it. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a couple of small indie titles, um, but nothing.
0: Have you played Valfaris yet?
1: I have, but not on the Switch.
0: Um, okay, fair enough.
1: I, uh, Got a copy of it from um, the guys over at uh, Digirati, Um for the Xbox One, um, and it plays beautifully. Very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's stuff like that, all um, those like, indie platforming games, or pretty much any sort of indie game um, like that, I tend to just try and get mm-hmm. it on Switch if it's available on Switch. Or like even if I have to wait... Like um, there's a couple of indie games out at the moment that I'm really interested in, but the Switch versions don't come out for a while. So I'm just going to wait for that just because it's like it's 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 uh, supplanted the Vita as like the go-to mm, yeah, indie absolutely. machine for me.
1: And one of the first games that, cause, so I got like £30 store credit with mine as well as Pokemon Let's Go. So the like one of the first games that I bought for mine was uh, SteamWorld Heist, which is another kind of baby's first XCOM, oh, yes. but more of a side scroller. Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't really gel with that on the PS4, and then I played it on the Vita, and I think I played it, finished it in like three or four sittings because it's just superb, and yeah. it was specific. It feels like a game that was made for a handheld console. So, um, I wanted to try it on a yeah. uh, console with a bit more grunt
0: behind. Yeah, I bet I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing that and SteamWorld Dig, uh, two uh on the on the switch and they're both so uh, all the the Steamworld games so far have been excellent Switch games. Uh I'm hoping at some point in the not too distant future that um Steamworld yep. Quest, is that what the latest one is, the sort of yep. deck building RPG yeah, yeah. game uh will like will be appear at like a <clears throat> you know a price that I can't resist mm. in sales because
2: uh, all the Steamworld games have been fantastic. And have you ever played a SteamWorld game? No. No, I've got some that we're giving free, I think, with PS Plus and stuff, but I haven't. Yeah, They're all real yeah, good. excellent. Uh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued by them, but uh, I'll get around to it eventually.
0: SteamWorld Heist in particular, because I, I know you're a big fan of like turn-based gameplay, mm, and mm. that one's real good.
1: Uh, and as it happens, the guys from Image, uh, Image and Form are incredibly nice guys. So um, Brian from the CEO... Um, came onto one of the podcasts and he's he, he, you can hear in how he speaks about his games that he is a gamer that makes games um rather than just a a, yeah. a games developer that kind of doesn't enjoy playing video games yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah um yeah yeah great game great guys great company yeah i played some other things but not cool uh, any great depth um or any great length that uh, I could talk about them. So uh, Andy,
2: um, it's been a bit difficult, um, <laughs> not with um, babies and flooding and etc. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, well, last couple of months it's been a bit difficult. Um, I've been be- potting away at Dying Light, American Origins, Overcooked. Completely got onto stage six now. Is nice that the, um, the first one? Yeah, I still beaving away the first you one. you playing that solo? No, with my brother. I oh, tried okay, I was going to say, yeah, oh, solo is rough. Oh, I tried it solo. I thought I'll just. Cause what we needed was one star to unlock stage six. And I thought, I'll have to, I'll do it on this because i mean, and just like, man, you, I didn't realise you had to keep swapping over yeah. um, the. The chefs and all that. I just thought mm-hmm. the AI would take over, but it's like, uh, no, I'm not doing this by myself. It's just not designed for no. a single person at all.
0: Yeah, I I tried doing it and it was at, it was just rough. So I ended up just having to wait until you know I I was uh, I could sit down and play it with the other half to get yeah. through it. That game was absolutely screaming for online multiplayer, which thankfully they put in um, Overcooked Two. But yeah. the first one, uh, like, it really suffered from not having it because, like, if you didn't have anyone else to play with when you wanted to play it, you were having to do that nonsense swapping between oh. the two chefs. And, like, you could set what, you can set one chef off, like, chopping something mm. and they'll continue to do it whilst you do move the other chef around. But they have no autonomy and it's just, um, yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. But, but that game is great.
2: Oh, it's a great game, but yeah. like I said... We're Just beavering away, just trying to complete that. Mm. Um, put about saying I didn't have a lot of time, put about 13 hours into Lego Marvel Avengers <laughs> trying to get um unlock, well, just basically get 100 percent on it and uh, about 60 odd percent on way through. I mean, two, I think what happened, Lego developers, we just put too many gold bricks in it, yeah, it, it, we just got too big they they seemed to like they needed they felt like they needed to top
0: the the number of collectibles yeah. and gold bricks and stuff they put mm-hmm. in the games with each subsequent one like the last one i played seriously was like um one of the lord of the rings ones so god knows how many years ago that was it was like on 360 uh, yeah, that would and be i think the there was first like first lord of the rings yeah and i think there was like 100 yeah. gold bricks maybe yeah like that's max. fine and i like, that's that doable.
2: This one's got 250. 250
0: yeah. That's
1: bricks. that's no one's got time for that. that. I think no nah, The the last one that I played so I I played both the both the Harry Potter ones yeah. through with my partner at the time. Um, both I think both the later Star Wars ones. Mm. Um, a few of the others, Pirates of the Caribbean, and then I got to the Jurassic World one, um, and I was just like, do you know what, I'm, I'll play through the story, but I just can't be asked to go back and collect all the extra stuff, because yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's not just the gold bricks, it's all the additional characters, and you don't yeah. just unlock them, you have to... Unlock them and then buy them to unlock them, uh, and mm. I was just like, do you know what, I I can't be asked with that. I'd mm. like, I'd rather play something out. Like you could play two or three other games in the time that it would take you to unlock all the extra shit. So
2: and uh, yeah. and the design for kids, I mean, kids have got limited attention span. Play through the story, um, but then normally what do is replay the levels and unlock the red bricks because you can increase your. Um, stud multiplier mm-hmm. with them so you can make it easier. But like you said, I mean, when, it, when it, remember you got you got about thirty rescue Stan Lee thirty times. You've got unlocking all the characters, unlocking vehicles. Um, I think it's about one hundred twenty-six characters, thirty vehicles. Then collect all the comic books. Because you got to collect each level's got ten of these like little cylinder things, and then on top of that, the gold bricks. That's just hmm. too much. You know, it's all right with a hundred. Yeah. So I, of a PS3s I like, I've hundred percented all the Lego games up to, um, in, cr- in order of up to the Lego Marvel Avengers, but like now, I just don't have a time. They're all right to, just to maybe just pot around him, but uh, just don't have a time to unlock 100, 250 gold bricks. So I'm just going to play, continue, do a bit of a DLC, because I've got all the season pass for it, so there's some interesting mm-hmm. levels and stuff which I will play through. But I think I might just leave it there and pff, don't know whether I'll come back to it or not. remember when my daughter grows up a bit, I mean, she says, come on, we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it then. something to do, but at the moment, it's just too much. But I managed to complete a couple of games. Okay. So, I think the last time I was on, I talked about Battlefront 2. So, I started the campaign, and I completed the campaign back in August. Oh, Um, (laughs) boy. Mixed feelings about that campaign. I thought we cook it.
0: We talked about this with uh, friends of the show, Mike and Jake, when we did a, a Star Wars special. Um, mm. But the the campaign for Battlefront Two was only put in there because people complained that there wasn't a campaign in Battlefront One, and they just they put a lot of effort into getting um, what's her name, Janina Garankova, um, I'm probably butchering yeah. her name, um, and a few other big name people in in there and. Like they put a lot of effort into making it look nice, but the story is garbage, and they utterly wasted what should be like what, at least for me is one of the most more like interesting premises in the Star Wars universe. Is like what happened to the the Empire like immediately following the, the end of of uh, uh, the Empire Strikes? Oh, sorry, the Return of the Jedi. It's like this sort of like breakdown of like the Empire was the established order. What happens when that breaks down? Um mm. like they could have done so much with that, and they utterly wasted it and i was I was yeah so disappointed with that campaign,
2: yeah, I mean I was as well i mean the character as well was interesting, but you know an imperial turned rebel, you know and she turns so quickly I know she
0: she goes from being like one of the most elite Hardcore. imperial like devout like to the emperor like uh soldiers one mission like and then like Ten minutes later she's like, Oh, I'll be I guess I'm a rebel now. <laughs> yeah. For like no fucking reason. And, and I'll go I, against my father. And
2: father's an admiral. And-
0: yeah, I know. And like they, they needed to they needed to build up to that and there's just absolutely no character building. Yeah. And it's such a waste. Fucking EA. Um I, know. I, <laughs> I really hope Jedi Fall on Order is good.
2: No, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, even the space battles seemed a bit I don't know, they didn't to me they didn't seem as good <coughs> as Rose Squadron and the GameCube.
0: Everything about Battlefront and Battlefront 2 is like this should be better than X mm. other game. Like, like we talked about it many times about how when the first Battlefront came out, like th- there are th- there are only two things they could do to get it right, which is either like make it exactly like the old Battlefront games, or make it Battlefield but with a Star Wars skin on it, and they did neither of those things. <laughs> They just made some wishy-washy things somewhere in the middle, and they didn't really improve about yeah. the front too. Like they made some changes so you could actually squad up and play with friends. Eventually, um, they decided to add that in, and like the maps are, you know, they're kind of interesting. And it's like I am not a big fan of the prequels whatsoever, but being Ooh. able to run around on um, whatever the planet was. Where the the gungans come from Naboo. Naboo, yeah, running around like the the um running around as one of those stupid Roger Roger droids in Naboo <laughs> um <laughs> is kind of fun uh and like it's it's just like there's a lot of fan service in there but the actual game underneath is a bit whack.
2: Yeah, so I mean you fly the Falcon as well and you don't feel right. It feels well, do alarming. you fly? And, and, like, that was one of the other big
0: complaints as well. Like, if you fly a plane in Battlefield, it mm. kind of handles like you would imagine a plane handles, but they like mm. they dump down the flight controls in Battlefront so much because they yeah. had to make it appeal to as wide an audience as possible that it just it just feels
2: bad. I know. Uh, Sorry, and, uh, I'm going to stop ranting now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, I play the DLC as well. What you get free with it, the Resurrection... You know, later on, mm-hmm. when she's a bit older and it's a bit further in, and it's just like, <sighs> it, yeah, you know, I said, it's a it's a massive disappointment, massive waste, and it just show Yeah, using the Star Wars license,
0: I Idiotally. I actually
2: really enjoyed the f- first Battlefront.
0: <laughs> I had, I mean, as like a casual like jump in yeah. and burn half an hour oh, shooter, oh, honestly, it's see, fine. I,
1: I had some of the best times playing um, the the space flight, flying around, doing dogfights. But it, you're either Imperial or oh yeah, 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 yeah. Another one. I can't so, remember yeah. what the mode was called now, yeah. but like mm. that was my that was my all time favorite, and I could have just happily played that for hours. And mm. I did happily play that for hours with mates. Um, I think it's because it's one of the. F- Few bits of the game that I was actually kind of good at. So,
2: yeah, I haven't stepped into the multiplayer too much, so I can't really comment. I might it's still on the still on my PS4, so I probably want to delve back into it because I think we're going to support it a bit more with a new film coming out. It's a few new maps, few new st- stuff coming out. Mm. I think in December, so I'll see what that does. I'll probably jump back into it and see how it goes. But the campaign, it was all right. But like I said, it was. Some of the locations were really nice. You know, the graphics, as always, by DICE are pretty myself, and the sound was really good. Mm-hmm. But overall, the story wasn't much cop. Yeah, so, I mean,
0: we, we've we talked about that before as well, about how, like, DICE took all of their, like, Battlefield's audiovisual tech and put it into mm. Star Wars games. So, when you're running around uh, on, on the Battlefield, uh, it looks and sounds like you're in Star Wars, which is amazing. Um But it's just kind of surface, you know, Mm. uh, I mean, uh, aiming down sights doesn't make any difference to your accuracy at all Uh, and things like that. And it's just like once I got over that and I was like, okay, I just stick it in third person. Don't bother Mm. aiming down sights. I basically started playing the game like Splatoon um, (laughs) and actually had quite a lot of fun with it then. Uh, just, just like a casual thing, you know. And I was like, I don't really want to play a hardcore shooter right now. I'll stick Battlefront on, and you know, a little warm, the little warm fuzzy Star Wars fan in my heart was like, this is kind of fun, um, as long as I don't think about it too much.
2: Well, I mean, twelve-year-old me playing this would have loved it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, an older me is not so much. And also, I remember this stormtroopers feel right bastards in terms of just swamping you so it did feel it didn't, it didn't feel like a Star Wars game as such, it just felt very unfair in how the AI Well because the the, sto- the stormtroopers can actually aim Well, was that, but no, it was just <laughs> how, they, how it was, it was just seemed to be that there was loads of stormtroopers I and mean, then obviously you get past a certain point again and then they wouldn't appear, it was just that type of stage, very old, but very old-fashioned gaming, but very, we couldn't hide it in terms of a bit like Gears of War 4 where it's like, oh, you get past this bit, there's no more of those enemies. Get past this bit, no yeah. more of It just seemed very obvious Yeah, yeah, You yeah. the way it is. Um, so, very very
0: old school, like wave-based. Yeah, you need to push base. forward a certain amount or kill a certain number yeah. of enemies, and then they won't spawn again for a while. Yeah, yeah I know what you
2: mean, yeah. So, um ugh, would I recommend it? If you're a star Wars not have a go. You might you'll enjoy it. Stick it on easy and you'll probably have a nice Yeah, I mean from. you could probably
0: pick up Battlefront 2 for uh quite cheap now.
2: Yeah. Uh and so.
0: all the DLC for this one is free. Yeah. Um so and I mean you don't need uh, you don't need you don't need those mad sharp like super like sharp reflex first-person shooter skills that you would to, like, play COD. So mm. it's quite a relaxing shooter. Mm. Good one for a
2: lapsed gamer, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, you've convinced me. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, the other one is Raging Justice, and I put this up off PSN. Uh, this is um, Homage... To Streets of Rage and all the old school beat em ups from the Mega Drive SNES era in the 80s. So essentially, this is Streets of Rage where you choose one of three characters um, a young man, a cop, and a woman and side scroll and beat em up, and you go through the levels and just kick ass basically. Hmm. Um, Graphics have been updated. Um, clearly, this is a labour of love. Um, and it's been published by Team 17 of Worms fame. And Overcooked. Yeah. But the graphics are really good. In a way, almost too good. A bit Mortal kombat Like. Well, like, almost rotoscoped. Yeah, in that sense. But it was about five levels and you're there to rescue the mayor. Um, from the gangs essentially <laughs> okay. simple as that that's it I'm just off you go um, you get, you're get you given enough credits to pass through I think me and my brother played it on normal and we just completed it in less than an hour so it's not something that if you see it for um, a full price that I'd recommend but if you see it for about three quid I think it cost me it's worth um, a pick up mm. in terms of if you love the old Streets, the streets of Rage and Final Fight You'll be at at home with this. Um, Very simplified um, controls. Punch. Two punch buttons and a kick. um, And a jump button. Um, Fighting bikes. again. It's all... You've all seen it before. If you've played Streets of Rage, you've seen this game before. All this is is a modern take on it. It's not... The music isn't there quite as good. Um, And the controls are a bit poorly implemented, but one of the things I do love is when you pick, pick up the um, weapons and you hit them either with a baseball bat or um, a wooden stick, they sort of, like, fly to the background of the back of the screen. Mm-hmm. So instead of just hitting them, if, if they do fly, so that's quite good. And when you fight the end-of-game le- boss, one thing he does do is he sort of, like, you try and jump on him, and he sort of, like, Throws his fist back and hits you. So there's little nods whether they've adapted but essentially it's what developers have just looked at Streets of Rage and just gone, right, we'll do exactly the same, but we'll call it Rage and Justice. Yeah. And we'll. Well, put, if they're not um, going to make a new Streets 20.
0: of Rage, why not? They are doing Streets of Rage 4. I are haven't. they? Okay. Yeah. It <laughs> <That> shows what <laughs> I know. Yeah. Street Streets of Rage
1: 4 is a thing. More Streets of Rage, but it looks nicer.
0: I have never mm. played a Streets of Rage game. No. Nah, oh, what? No. Jeez. No. Oh um, no,
1: I played played Streets of Rage 2 because someone on Twitter told me to and I said it was shit and then <laughs> they, they were like, Oh my god, I can't believe you don't like Streets of Rage. I'm like, No, I don't like your video game, I didn't kick your puppy, chill out.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I never played any of them. I played um Batman Returns on the SNES, which is basically Batman Streets of Rage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's the closest I got, I'm afraid.
2: Yeah. This is just an enjoyable fun. I picked it up like I said for three quid. Um if you play, I think it's got online multiplayer, it's got leaderboards, okay. so it was a little thing that add a little bit of longevity to it, but if you pick it up for the right price, ideal for a lapsed gamer because you can play it completely within less than an hour or so.
0: This mm. is it, you see a lot of um at least in recent years there's been a lot of like modern updates, modern twists on like mm. the Contra style game. Uh, yep. but not so much um, this particular genre. So that's cool to
2: see. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, the last one I played that was modern was that Dragon's Crown. And the problem with Dragon's Crown in terms of a modern iteration of it, there's too too much grinding in it mm-hmm. where you have to repeat certain things over and over again. Um, I mean, the best thing, one thing I think what Rage and Justice could have done was the taking taken off the old Dungeons & Dragons Shadows over Mysteria games where... Like a sort of RPG, you're developing your character, maybe do, doing different punches, different kicks, that type of thing. That might have been made it more um, interesting and added length to it, but overall, it was okay.
0: Okay. Been playing anything else? That's it. That's, That's it. it. Okay. Um, well, right through what I've been playing then. Um, so, over on the YouTube channel, uh, you can catch the highlights of the uh, last few weeks, uh, or last few fortnights of fortnightly fisticuffs um with me and uh conor McKirby. so from that i've been playing we've been playing a bunch of like anime fighters so we played uh perverts perverts (laughs) yeah um flying dicks uh guilt no 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 flying dicks some like inappropriate amounts of anime titties but um you know, it kind of goes with the territory. As uh, so we played uh, Guilty Gear Xrd Revelator 2, uh, which is the first of the ridiculously titled anime fighters we played. Um, and uh, it's one of the best fighting games I've ever played. I I, I I went in a little bit anxious because I'd heard that it is less welcoming than Street Fighter 5, uh, which I have always struggled with. Um since I started playing that game, I've, I've struggled with like the timings. Um, of I've like uh, inputs for combos. Um, but Guilty Gear is was nowhere near as uh, unforgiving as I found Street Fighter, and it's just like a really, really tight um, fighting game. It's also one of the prettiest games I have ever seen. Like, um, there's an amazing uh, YouTube video which I, if I remember to, I will link to in the uh, the show notes. That explains how Axis created the um, the design of it, Uh, because the way like lots and lots of companies over the years. Like Andy, you've played one of these games because they did it in Transformers, um, Devastation, Devastation, where you try and take like a 3D game and make it look like 2D, and that did that did a really good job of it. Um, Most of the time, though, you can tell it's 3D, and you can kind of tell Mm. in Transformers Devastation that it's 3D. Yeah. In Guilty Gear, you don't realize it's 3D until the camera swings around the characters, and then you're like, oh, shit. Because up until that point, it looks like a 2D hand-animated, hand-drawn, hand-animated fighting game. And there's loads of little tricks they use to to do that. Like, um, there is no... um, So one of the things is, like, between two frames, a computer, when animating something... um, in 3D or like even good, like regular computer animation will like smooth the transition between the two, so it's one smooth motion. Um, they like denied the animations that right, so that they're like it looks like individual hand-drawn frames, uh, and like the way they handle like lighting and stuff like that. It's all very technical. I'll, like I said, I'll link the video in the description. Super interesting video if you've ever been interested in how like Axis make a 3D game that looks 2D. Uh, and looks hand-drawn, but it's all done on a computer and it's fucking nuts. But yeah, that, it's just a really, really good fighting game. Uh, then we moved on to the slightly more recent Arxis fighting game, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Which, again, is it looks like an episode of Dragon Ball. Like, hand-drawn 2D anime, but it's a 3D fighter, or 2.5D fighter. Uh, but that one's like... um. Uh, a tag one so you, you pick three characters and you're tagging them in and it is as bonkers as you could imagine uh, a fighting game involving Dragon Ball characters would be uh, also super accessible like there's an there's a there's an auto combo system so if you if you're not really good at fighting games you can just mash one button and stuff will happen <laughs> it's got a dedicated oh. fireball button
1: really yes do you know what that's actually really piqued my interest now
0: yeah uh I mean like the this uh the auto combo system was like it won't do as much damage as if you manually did the combos but at least you can just hit buttons and stuff will happen.
1: So I I'm so appallingly bad at fighting games that aren't Def Jam mm-hmm. Fight for New York. Yeah. So that and I I really like the look of Dragon Ball Fighters so um mm, yeah, I didn't realise that that was a thing. So I'm sort of tempted yeah. to pick that up now.
0: Um, Guilty Gear's also got like uh, when you go to pick uh, your um, going to start the fight, you you pick between two modes, which is like technical. Or I think it's called technical and stylish. Mm-hmm. And technical is like everything has to be input mm-hmm. manually, like you would in like a Street Fighter game. And stylish is just like just hit buttons and stuff will happen. <laughs>
1: I, do you know what I? I love <laughs> it's that. It's really fucking I'm- good. I kind of feel like yeah. I'm too old to get into fighting games now, but I want to I want to be able to enjoy yeah. them but i all, I just mm-hmm. I haven't got the time to be able to sit and learn fucking move combos for each character and frame advantages and all this well what where the hitboxes yeah. are <laughs> I just want to beat something up with a character that I recognize so.
0: Um, well, it's, the anime fight seemed to be the way to go, because like, uh, we played those two, and then uh, in the li- latest episode we played the most preposterously titled video fighting game we've played so far, Under Night, In Birth, EXE, Colon, Late, Open Bracket, ST, Close Bracket. Um, and that's uh, a, it's it's one another one that's pu- like published by Axis, I think, or Axis helped work on it, but it's ma- made by a, a studio called French Bread, which I fucking love. That it's a fighting game studio called French Bread, um, and that's got uh, an auto combo system in it as well. And that's a like that's a fucking that's a three button fighter. Like, that's it, it's just three attack buttons. Light, medium, heavy. None of this six-button nonsense you get in, like, Street Fighter and stuff like that. It's just three buttons. Like, you can combo anything just, like, light, medium, heavy, and then into, like, a, you know, dragon, uh, a quarter circle forward, a quarter circle back, and a punch, whatever. It's, like, really easy to input the, the combos. But if you, like, can't be bothered to do that, then you can just mash light attack, and it will pull off an auto-combo as well. Um... And all of these games as well—they've—they've they've all got something which, like the more serious fighting games, uh, as people like—I I don't know—people get a bit snobby about it, like Street Fighter, don't have, which is like a really, really lengthy, uh, if you want to, if you want it to like go through the way through, like dedicated tutorial system that will teach you like everything from the very, very basics, like this is your health bar, this is how you walk backwards and forwards. And stuff like that, all the way up to like um, the most intricate, like um, uh, advanced fighting game theory. Uh, like it'll teach you the, all the fundamentals um, that will to be able to take you through most fighting games, uh, and they all do it really, really well. And it's all like little bite-sized chunks. Uh, so if you want to like take the time to actually learn how the fighting games work, that's those systems are in there. But if you just want to have fun. They, you know they accommodate that as well and like we've been I mean kind of been finding these ones like particularly fun for that reason um, we've um, we've both decided to play uh, for the next episodes um, blaze blue cross tag battle which is another axis game which has like you know an auto combo system and, and and whatnot but it's like another tag game and it, it incorporates characters from blaze blue which is a fighting game I'm not familiar with characters from undernight in birth um, Characters from Ruby, which is that rooster-teeth western anime. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be very good, but I've never watched it. Uh, and characters from uh, Persona 4, which is one of my all-time favourite JRPGs. Uh, so I'm super psyched to try that out. Uh, but yeah, um, the anime fighters have been uh, an absolute revelation. They've been incredibly welcoming and accessible, but they've still got a massive amount of depth. Like, Guilty Gear has been on the, the main roster at EVO Championships in recent years. Um, Under Night Inbirth, the auto-combo three-button fighter was on the main roster at EVO this year. So, yeah. Anime fighters uh, are on on the up and up, it seems. And yeah. I am fully on board. Uh, what else have we been playing? Uh, I f- played through and finished all of Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds, which is a sequel to... One of the old Le- Zelda's—I can't remember which one it is. Um, it might be a sequel to Link to the Past, um, but it's uh, an interesting twist on those old-school, like top-down um, Zelda games. In that, um, you can—you not long into the game—you develop the the ability to be able to warp into walls, uh, and then like tra- traverse around walls on a flat 2D plane. To get around puzzles, to sneak through gaps, um, to get over—you know—it would get past like things that you you would normally think would be inaccessible. Um, And it uses like shifting in and out of like the three D and the two D planes in really interesting ways um, and really ingenious ways to like create some fiendish puzzles in 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 the dungeons. Um, It's just a really really solid like nostalgic. Like it's not 2D, but it's like a top-down um, Zelda game, uh, and I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and off the back of that, I um, decided to start playing Breath of the Wild again on the Switch because, um, despite that being, in my opinion, the greatest game ever made, um, I've never played the DLC for it. I, I I own it, but I never played the DLC because I. Uh, They released... uh, I I bought the season pass as soon as I got the game and then they released the DLC just in time for me to have like completely rinsed everything out of the main game and to have started New Game Plus. And I was like, right, I am now like 30 hours away from being able to play this DLC content because it happens later on in the game. Uh, So I haven't actually seen any of that stuff yet, which is weird. Um, So yeah, started that up again and... uh, uh, Louis, I know you're not a fan of Zelda games. Not really. I would say if you can borrow a copy of Breath of the Wild from someone, give it a try because it's just not like any other Zelda game. Not like not like any of the other 3D ones. Not like Ocarina of Time or Draw's okay. Mask uh, or um, or anything like that. It's it's an open like truly open world quasi survival game. Okay. Um, you can go anywhere. You can climb anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to account for, like, environmental um, changes. So you have to find the right clothing or prepare meals to help you deal with extreme cold or extreme Mm -hmm. heat if you have anything metal equipped during a storm, there's a chance you'll get struck by lightning. <laughs> um, you have to balance like your, your health and your stamina. And I mean, there's no like health meat, uh, no, no like hunger or thirst meter or anything like that. But it's like, there's so many elements from breath of the wild that, that have been transposed into other games that we've seen since then. Like, there's stuff that has a that that seems that from what I've read that's in like Death Stranding. It's like, oh yeah, that's clearly being influenced by Breath of the Wild. Most of the systems that were in Red Dead Redemption Two is like, yeah, they obviously looked at Breath of the Wild and were like, okay, we can we can try something like that. Um, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's an, an incredible game. Um, so yeah, if you can okay. borrow a copy of it, like, I mean, should absolutely so
1: Tesco are doing a deal at the moment where you can buy any two first party games for 60 pounds. And that includes, uh, Breath of the Wild. So I might, I know they haven't got any copies of that in my local store at the moment, but I might grab that and, mm-hmm. um, Mario Kart 8 then,
0: at some point. It's a good choice. Mario Kart 8 is quality. Um, yeah, Zelda, uh, it's like you you, uh, you start off and you have like a little tutorial thing which will teach you like the very basics of how mm-hmm. like the shrines and how the world works and stuff like that. And then it says, then you get the objective to defeat Ganon and that's it. Like you, you find, you like you won't get pointed in any particular direction. It's like you have this massive world and it's like go out there mm-hmm. and explore it and find stuff on your own. Like, you know in like a Ubisoft open world game, when you climb a tower and you reveal part of the map, you'll just get map bath and it's just like a million and one icons. Uh, You don't get any of that in Zelda. Like you climb to the top of the tower and you have to look around and you have to actually spot things for yourself and then mark them on your map to go and investigate in case they're interesting. It doesn't hold your hands in any way. Uh, at cool. all um, and I fucking right. love it it's so good like <laughs> yeah I could go on about that game for, yep. for hours um another very good game I've been playing um I, I was playing for about I played about 20 something hours and then I haven't played it for about a week or so because yep. destiny um is uh the outer worlds yeah the outer oh, worlds yeah. not the outer worlds the outer worlds uh, which is the new game from uh, Obsidian, um, the makers of classic um, point-and-click PC RPG games, and then they made, in my opinion, the best Fallout game in Fallout New Vegas. Uh, sorry, the, the best of the like Bethesda era Fallout games, not counting the first two. Uh, and it's a it's another sort of like retro futurist sci-fi game but instead of being on a bombed out post-apocalyptic wasteland it's set in space and instead of one giant biome it's like lots of smaller varied environments Uh, and you have a ship and you can jump from place to place and it's like the best elements of fallout uh with a little bit of mass effect thrown in there like a good scoop of firefly um and a bit of Borderlands,
1: a little sprinkle of uh, some Bioshock in there as well.
0: Yeah, a bit of Bioshock in there. Yeah, but a bit of Borderlands. Like uh, it. It yeah. It, it crips from a lot of different areas, but it, it is basically a one of those like Bioware era uh, Fallout sort of games. Um, but better written than most of those are. Like Bethesda Fallout games have always had. Really, really good, really interesting, well-written side quests, and then just incredibly boring main quests. Mm -hmm. Um, and this has got like incredibly well-written side quests and an actual engaging main story, and you know, plethora of really interesting characters, and all of your companions that you bring along are really interesting, and the shooting actually feels good for a change. I mean, not like, you know, like doom tight, but Pretty good first-person shooting, uh, and more options on how to build your character. And it's not as black and white as like uh, the you know the corporations are entirely evil, and the people pushing against them are entirely good. There's lots of shades of grey uh, and lots of difficult choices mm-hmm. that you've got to make. And uh, yeah, I played it. I played about twenty hours of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, probably going to save the rest for while I'm off over Christmas. But uh, it's real good. It's real good. Have you played any of it? Yeah, I have. What do you think?
1: I enjoy it when I play it, but it doesn't make me want to go back and play it. There's just some. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that I. So, um, I. That's what I started my my recent charity stream off with. Um, and by the end of mm-hmm. the the 4 hour block i was just like yeah i'm kind of yeah you know, i'm kind of over this now like there are just some really mm. interesting um like well not interesting there are some really bad in my opinion choices so like i don't know you must have um picked up some of the flaws
0: oh i rejected every single one of them
1: (laughs) so i i start i picked up a couple but one of them is um like a fear of robots or robot phobia but what it doesn't tell you is that later on in the game spoiler for anyone who cares um What it doesn't tell you is later on in the game, you actually get a robot companion. Yes, Sam. Who (laughs) triggers your robot phobia. So whenever you're fighting literally anyone and you have him as a companion, you then take a a hit to your stats.
0: That's that's really interesting. Uh, So, Flaws, for anyone who doesn't know, is like basically a system in the game where if you. Repeatedly take fall damage or you repeatedly take damage from a particular type of, of enemy or whatever. Then you can develop a flaw which will incur like a certain negative trait on your character yeah. in exchange for an extra skill perk. Um, and you can choose to accept that flaw and get that extra skill perk or reject it. Uh and I just straight up rejected every single one of them. I was like, do you know what? I don't want a skill perk that I'll just grind out. But that was before I realized mm-hmm. that there are, the level cap is like 35 or something like that. Um, so I probably should have accepted some of those flaws so I can actually build the character out in the way that I want. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a really interesting like little mechanic and i i had no idea that it would that it would work in a way that like you would be scared of one of your own companions that's nuts <laughs> so
1: you can reset all of your skill points but you can't reset any of your flaws
0: so once you've accepted it you, you've
2: accepted it
1: yeah okay. and literally the only way to get around it is to start the game again
2: so you can't develop get rid of it or anything you can't just like grow as your character and say oh i got over my phobia
1: yeah, so I was hoping that you could kind of... So like in Fallout, you can develop perk or you can unlock perks that um, like robot master or whatever um, and you do a- additional damage to robots. But from what I can see, you don't have any, any of those perks um, or skills or whatever they're called in... Um, The Outer Worlds. So I'm just kind of like, well, that's then made one of my... Because it's not even like it's an insignificant um, hit. It's like 10%. That's quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, it's quite a a big drop in your stats. And I'm just like, well, that basically writes off one entire companion. (laughs) Like, I can never use that companion.
0: Um, In my limited experience of Sam... I don't know if you're missing out that much. Like, he, he can be kind of helpful in combat, but his... Uh, so, Sam is a cleaning robot, mm-hmm. uh, and so all of his conversation... I it can be quite funny. You'll be having, like, a deep heart-to-heart conversation with, like, Parvati or, or someone like that, and then Sam just keeps on interjecting with tips on how to clean things. And, like, that can be kind of funny, but he doesn't offer that much of the conversation.
1: yeah. Oh, okay. And here's here's another thing that... I think this is part of the reason why I'm starting to go off it. There are little bits that are starting to accumulate into a big reason why I don't like the game. Not why I dislike the game, why I don't want to go back to the game. So one of the... I think it's one of the side quests. You have to go and find a, a captain on a planet. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite near the beginning. Um, And I was Mm. like, okay, cool. Right. So he's surrounded by um, raiders or whatever they're called in this. And I was just like, right, so cool, take all those out. And I accidentally shot him. (laughs) But so he doesn't take any – he takes damage, but it didn't kill him. I was like, cool, that's all good. But it immediately makes him – passively hostile to me. So I then can't progress with that quest but it hasn't failed it either. So I can't yeah. talk to him or his robot companion so I can't progress with that quest and I've I tried doing other missions um, sorry, other quests
0: to... Did you, did you like leave the planet and come back?
1: Left the planet and came back. I saved I saved, killed him completely, then it failed the quest. Um, mm-hmm. reloaded, went to a different planet, quit the game, restarted the game, went back to the new planet, still nothing. So that's kind of soft-locked that quest for me.
0: Well, you shouldn't have shot the dude. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> These things
1: happen. Um and it's in the line of fire. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like they're not deal breakers but it makes it incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. um and then just recently i've gone back to well last night i went back to fallout 4 and played that for about 10 hours straight and i was like you know what i I remember why i love this game so Hmm. i would rather i would rather play fallout 4 than the outer worlds
0: Wow, okay. Ooh. See I uh, I fell off Fallout Four hard when a uh a side quest, not the main quest, but a side quest that was quite lengthy that I had been building mm-hmm. to for hours, got locked okay. out by a bug. Um and it it frustrated me so much that so I was like, you know, I'm done with this game. I'm done with Bethesda's like launch a broken game and then we'll like the community play test it and then maybe we'll fix it later if we can be bothered approach to to gaming um i will say that uh i haven't encountered any real technical issues or bugs with the outer worlds in a in a sense that you would in a lot of bethesda games i guess that's partly to do with the fact that it's well, a it's not on that, um, but the same mm-hmm. engine those Bethesda games are on, and also it's not yeah. one massive open world. It's like a collection of smaller ones. So there's less, there's less clockwork machinery going on in yeah. one open world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. I'm really liking the. I'm I'm really liking the story so far. I'm liking the characters. I'm enjoying the quests. Uh, I really like the variety of places that you can go to. There's like one play. One planet is like basically like a Borderland style wild west in space. Mm-hmm. You know, lawless frontier. There's another place which is just one giant sprawling city. Um, there's space stations and and uh, asteroids and. Uh, yeah, good. A, a really good variety of like biomes and and, and whatnot. Um, I would be playing it most evenings if it wasn't for the continued Destiny Two grind. Uh, but um, <laughs> I will get back to it over the Christmas period because I'm off for like ten days or something like that over Christmas. Nice. So that'll be my Christmas game. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's not I mean, it's not for everyone. I, I've uh, encountered plenty of people on Twitter who've said that they aren't enjoying it as much as. They were hoping, or as much as like the general consensus for that game is, but I uh, I I think it's a really really good game. Um, Do you know? I, I Definitely worth checking out.
1: I don't think it's a bad game, and that's the thing. I mean, like one mm. of the the opening lines of the game is not today, uh, not likely bootlickers. So I yeah. mean, I was like, yes, get in there. Like this is this is the game for me. And then I slowly kind of falling off it, and I just I. I don't know. Yeah, there, there are just things about it that make me not want to play it. Like, I'm happy to accept flaws with the Fallout games, but with this, I was kind of expecting something different. And mm. like, uh, so uh, another one of these floor issues, for instance, one of the... So we haven't really spoken about it, but there's a, a Karma system across the different uh, groups. But one of them, you lose karma if you use health items, like chemical health items, which are one of the main Mm. health Uh. items in the game. So you're like, right, okay, every time I heal, I then lose karma with this faction. Like, it doesn't
0: seem... Is it the religious group? No, it's Auntie whatever her name is. Oh, yeah, I know. It's one of the corporations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was like, I didn't even know that I was with this faction. Like, where did these these guys, did these guys come into it's,
0: play? It's just you will have encountered somebody who works for them or, or something like that. Uh, I'm guessing in that particular case, you're just using the wrong brand of healing item. possibly you're using a rival corporations products and they're not happy about it
2: really different brands
0: oh yeah 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 there are different brands like it it is like it is full-on futuristic late-stage capitalism where like Mm. everything is run by corporations and the corporations have like a loose coalition but they're also massively in competition with each other and trying their absolute best to secure a complete monopoly over everything in the system and um Yes, yeah, so I'm guessing that might be why. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's coming out on the Switch next March next year, so I might might grab it on there and It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, sorry. That's that's enough of me
0: moaning about it.
1: Like it's not <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad game, but it's yeah. not
0: it just wasn't driving with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Quite yeah Uh, i'm i'm really enjoying it My, my other half uh like the first weekend that it was out i managed to play it for a few hours and then she took over my Xbox and played it for about twenty hours or something like that over the course of that, right. that weekend. While I sat and watched her play, <laughs> uh, and then she's subsequently gone and bought it on PS4, and she sunk like another thirty or something hours into it on that platform. <laughs> like she is fully on board. But she's a sucker for those games. She's played all of the Fallout games and absolutely loved them. She got Wasteland Two, uh, which is like a a modern sequel to the old school. Fallout games, uh, and she played like something like 70 or 80 hours of that. Uh, and uh, Wasteland 3 is out soon, actually, I think. Yeah, it's coming out. Uh, And that's coming to Game Pass as well. Um, looking forward mm, to trying that out. What,
1: Wasteland is. Um, um, isn't that Interplay? Who are the go- It's. No. Yeah, it's not Interplay, War. but it's like ex-Interplay
0: yeah. staff. It's the people who War. made... like So some of the people who were involved in the original Fallout games mm-hmm. worked for Obsidian, uh, and they were involved in The Outer Worlds. And then another group went off and made this other studio, which I cannot remember the name of at the moment. Uh, Black, and Isle? Named, yeah, Black, Black Isle? Yeah, Black Isle was like... Um,
2: Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's
0: Gate and stuff like that. Now, so, some of the Black Isle people went on to... to, 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 to Form or at least join BioWare. All those old RPG companies were super incestuous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically a. Uh, Wasteland 2 was a spiritual successor to the old the, yeah. Fallout, Fallout 2 and Fallout Tactics um, games. Uh, and uh, there's a new one of those coming out soon. So if you want like a proper old school Fallout um, experience, that one's coming to Game Pass as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, but um, yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying the outer world to what I played, but uh, it's just as I have has been the problem with so many other games. It's fallen by the wayside because I've been on Destiny every night because they just keep on like the chase for different weapons and titles and desperately trying to get the right loadout to be able to beat the raid and stuff like that is continued to take over most evenings
1: (laughs) and i absolutely couldn't be bothered with that yeah i can't be bothered i haven't i haven't played it for about i thought uh no probably nearly a month now
0: uh it's continued to evolve um you know how uh you talked about when you finished the campaign you were like oh that was the end of the campaign yeah uh and i said no that's not the end of the campaign um it's Yeah, it's kind of like an evolution of what they did with Forsaken. It's like the storyline ends and it's like that's a bit of a cold close. Uh, But then the story continued with the raid and with the Vex offensive stuff. And then a couple of weeks ago, they launched a dungeon and the story continued with that. Mm -hmm. And um, some other stuff that's going on in the moon that's advanced the story as well. And there is a... Like so, do you remember in the tower um, where Icora stands? Mm-hmm. She's the the warlock vanguard. Lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, every every Tuesday uh, on the reset day, uh, there has been a little bit more built on what is going to be a giant vex gate directly behind her, oh, and okay. it's building to a thing called the final, like the vex offensive final assault. So in like the last week or two of this season, there's going to be a sp- like uh, basically, like a final assault on the Black Garden. Um, to to there's a particular uh, the, the way they're wording is kind of kind of interesting. So like I don't want to get too much into the law because I'm sure people get fucking bored of hearing me talk about <laughs> this. But like the Vex are these uh, robots that exist in all timelines, um, and they they move fluidly throughout time, and they keep on. Like changing, you keep on like moving through timelines until they can find a timeline which ends with what they want. And there's a particular Vex big bad enemy called the Undying Mind. Uh, and Akora's idea is to build this warp, this Vex warp gate, so we can warp to where the Undying Mind is and then kill it in so many timelines that it just gives up. <laughs> so it's just like it's like kind of like twisting in like the gameplay um, idea of like okay so all these like however many hundreds of thousands of Destiny players are going to be jumping in and doing this same fight grinding over and over again to get loot but like weaving it into the storyline as well being like okay we're going to kill it so many times that it's just like there are no timelines in which it wins Um, so yeah it's continued to to, to evolve the storyline as it's gone along and I still really enjoy it, but you know, like I said before, it's because I've got like a big group of people to play with on an almost nightly basis. Yeah. So it's a social game for me as uh, as much as anything, and I absolutely would not be playing it anywhere near as much if I didn't have a group of people to play with every night because it gets kind of boring on your own.
2: So, what do you reckon? Have you reached Destiny hours yet? Uh, I don't. There is a uh,
0: online resource called. Um, is wasted on destiny.com uh, or time wasted on destiny.com, and you can put in your gamertag and see how much you have played. Um, do I do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on then. Go on, man. Okay, uh, I don't know if I want to know this. Uh, okay, that's still not as much as I thought it would be. Seven hundred and seventy hours and thirty-nine minutes. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
1: Uh, that probably wouldn't have been anywhere near as funny if you well, hadn't have prefixed it with, that's not anywhere near as much as I expected it to be.
0: I put, <laughs> What was um, it well, I put, uh, well over 1100 hours into Destiny 1. Holy shit.
2: So you're up nearly 1800 hours on two games. Yeah. Hey,
0: uh, no one can say I haven't got my money's worth. No. <laughs> Um, and I uh, I dropped off uh, Destiny 2 for a good while because I just didn't have people to play with. So um, if I'd continue to play, I don't even want to even think about um, where I'd be at. According to this, I am in the top 20% of Destiny 2 players for amount of time wasted on Destiny. So
2: that's good. Go on, top 10% you. To on, top 10.
0: <laughs>
1: so I've just had a quick look, and I, I've done about 90 hours Bearing in mind, I only bought it at the end of August. That's fair.
0: That's still pretty good. Yeah.
1: Well, good. I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, look, you got your money's worth.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm going to continue to keep playing it. I I really enjoy it. Um, Destiny Two is a good game. Uh, But yeah, that's about all I've been playing Oh no, one other thing Um, Gwent, uh, the card game from The Witcher 3 Which I spent a ridiculous amount of time Playing in Witcher 3 um, Possibly As much time as I spent playing The actual game itself Because I just got addicted to playing Gwent Um, They spun it off into its own Actual game, it was on PC And Mac and Xbox and Playstation For a while, but I was just sitting here Waiting for it to be on tablet uh, and it finally launched on iOS uh, a few weeks ago uh, and it's still really good but they've made like dramatic changes to how Gwent works um, so if you played Gwent how it was in the game it's now two lanes in t- instead of three uh, and cards can be placed, uh, most cards can be placed on either of the lanes but have different abilities depending on which lane you put them on and um, There's just a whole lot of mechanical changes they had to make because they they turned what was a card game within a game with a limited number of cards into a full-on CCG with like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cards uh so i've had to make some quite dramatic changes and so far i'm like I'm, I'm okay with the changes they've made it's i'm basically having to learn how to play the game all over again uh but it's i am much more engaged in playing this than i ever was for something like hearthstone or the uh whatever the the elder scrolls one was called which i played for a little while and it's like yes yeah, these are okay um but no, uh, Gwent on on uh, iOS. Uh, I'm sure it's coming to Android soon, but um, yeah, it's really good, so check it out if you like a CCG and you liked mm-hmm. The Witcher. But uh, yeah, that's... That's about it. That's what I've been playing. Cool. Should we bring this shambles to a close? Let's do it. Anyone got anything to plug?
1: Yeah, so I've mentioned it a couple of times uh, in the show. So I did a charity stream just over a week ago for Macmillan Cancer Support. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you to anyone who uh, donated, uh, shared, joined me for games, joined me in the the chat, um, sent out nice tweets on uh, Twitter or whatever. I didn't manage the full 24 hours, um, which I'm kinda gutted with myself about, but I did, however, raise 825 pounds for Macmillan. Which
0: so is amazing. That's, like that's incredible. That's awesome. Well done, man. Um thank you
1: very much. Um yeah, so thank you to everyone that supported. Um yeah, all that money went straight to to those guys. Um I think I worked it out that it's just shy of a thousand pounds with gift aid. So that's really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, massive thank you to everyone. Um, and I've already decided my charity for next year. So it's probably going to be about the same time. I've got more time to prepare.
0: Excellent. So uh, you're saying yeah? I didn't get to see uh, as much as I would have wanted to because of work commitments, mm-hmm. um, which was a pain in the ass. Uh, but like, hats off to anyone who can sit there and play video games for. 20 plus hours um, obviously it might my it's nuts. my eyes
1: were stinging towards the end of it which is why I had to call it quits I was it, yeah yeah it's it got to about 15 18 hours and I was like yeah yeah I, I started feeling like quietly confident um, almost um, almost obnoxious <laughs> arrogantly confident and then it it rolled around to about 19 and a half hours. And I was just like, oh God, I I feel like I'm dying. And I just sort of switched my, my brain switched (laughs) off completely. And I just kind of sat there playing, um, Pokemon. Let's go with some horrific, happy, hardcore Euro style, hardcore dance music on, on my headphones, not engaging with the chat. Um, so I can't imagine that it made for ent- particularly entertaining viewing, but um, yeah, I, I'll be doing it next year and I'll be better prepared. So
0: nicely done, man! That is, it, it is an impressive feat. But
1: uh, yeah, as I said, yep. thank you to everyone that joined joined the chat or donated or whatever. Much appreciated.
0: Uh, is there an archive of the whole thing up on your? Is it up on your, your Twitch? There is
1: indeed. You can. Go through and watch all twenty hours. Um, I will go through and do like a highlights video, but to be honest, it's a lot of me sitting and being really bad at games. Um, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Excellent. We'll post a link to the uh, to the archive in, in the uh, the notes for this. Thank episode. you very much. So go check it out. Um, I don't think I've got anything to plug. Apart from, yeah, go over to the YouTube channel and watch the highlights of uh, Fortnite Fisticuffs. Yeah.
2: It's dead good. Um, Andy? Uh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we're taking part in the Blood Bowl 2 League with um, the guys from Last Save, Justin from Last Save Lo- Loaded and Colm and 60 Minutes with and a few other people. Yeah, you know I would
0: love to get involved in that just to hear Colm play um, Blood Bowl. Well,
2: fully enough, we are we need one more member but that
0: means i've got to buy the game it's and if so- i buy the game then you've won <laughs> <laughs> and i refuse to let you win andy <laughs> i'll think about it it would eat into my destiny time though. <laughs> hey,
2: well, well one game a week that's uh, one- true yeah, I could, yeah
0: i'm sure i could stretch to one game a week i'll have yeah. a look i'll have a look um
2: yeah uh well
0: is that going to be streamed or anything I don't know. We've talked to Justin
2: about it. We just I think try Justin to should stream the, it. Yeah, the last bits of, um, I think seven members um, signed up for it and one just had to drop out. So, Well, eight of them signed up and one just dropped okay. out. So we're at seven at the moment.
0: Alright, I get it. I'll, 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 have, I'll have a look. I'll see how much it is.
2: You love Turnbase, you love XCOM, you love Mario Rabbids. And look at this, on the plate, sporting.
0: Yeah, alright, alright, right. I'll have a look. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, like if Justin streams, then we'll we'll post some links to that as well. But uh, yeah, that, that'll do for this episode. I thought it was going to be a nice short one. It's gone on for like an hour and a half. Um,
2: well, it did, technical issues. because That's
0: drunk. true. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, as always, go over to the Laps Gamer Radio YouTube YouTube channel. uh, Go head over to our Twitter feeds, at at Laps Gamer. Um, You can email us if you want, at uh, lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. I think that's our email address. Yep. and you can head over to lapsedgamer.com to see some stuff that we wrote ages ago. I <laughs> haven't written anything since. <laughs> uh, I keep well, uh, meaning to... It's just... Uh, I, I'm going to take an evening off Destiny this week and I'm just going to write something. Anything. I, I promise I won't write about Destiny. <laughs> I'll write something. Um, Destiny is great. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.